1: guys and welcome back to in the trenches we are approaching the sweet 16 weekend in march madness and i just wanted to start off the episode by saying we had a good run you know the perfect (laughs) bracket had a really good run we made it all of zero games in before i called a game wrong i believe the cincinnati game was the first game of the tournament and i called it wrong so perfect bracket gone Uh, my bracket is destroyed villanova's out of the tournament i'm not sure what i'm what I'm looking for anymore. The Pac-12, suddenly
2: Oregon is worth something. And I've been wrong about the Pac-12 now. I don't, know. I don't know. I wouldn't say you've been wrong about the Pac-12. I knew that Oregon had an opportunity to make a run, but I think their luck's about to run out because now they've got to play Virginia. But the way I looked at it is I figured if Oregon could get past Wisconsin, they were for sure going to be able to beat the winner of the K-State-UC-Irvine game. Yeah. yeah. K-State didn't have Dean Wade. and That was a good call by you, by yeah. the way. I know
1: you yeah. said that last week. And yeah. we, had, we had talked about that before we recorded, and I was kind of skeptical about your point, saying, you know, well, they did it without Dean Wade, you know, the year before, so what? why should we care, you
2: know, whatever. But you, you were right. I also want to say one more quick thing. Guys, if, if you guys aren't paying attention to what Auburn did, I know that they struggled their first game against New Mexico State. Bruce and they, Pearl. And they only won by one game. But let me tell you something. It's not easy to get a team to forget about, you know, playing that close game and then you have to turn around and face a blue blood, the Kansas Jayhawks, and they handled them pretty easily, pretty handily. And I don't think Bruce Pearl's getting enough credit for how good of a coaching job he's done. I mean, we're talking about Auburn. They're not known for basketball. They're in the Sweet 16. And, you know, they do have a tough out against North Carolina. Man, that's going to be a great game, though, because, I mean, you're
1: right about Bruce Pearl, right? He's great made coach. a great splash with Auburn, a comeback, a comeback of his career yeah. for Bruce Pearl. And, you know, they have a lot of momentum going for them. And we all know once you get out of the first weekend of March Madness, it's downhill from there. You know, that's when – because every team – the net level of play is a lot higher that first weekend, I would say, for all of those teams. Yeah. Right, like each one of the teams in the tournament plays better the first weekend than they do at any other point in the season because everyone wants to advance. So now that they have this momentum and they have a real opponent where they can make a name for themselves on the national scene, as if they haven't already, they have the opportunity. I like the new. I did call the New Mexico State win in my bracket because I like that New Mexico State had like twelve or thirteen players averaging ten minutes or more a game. And you I fell just a point short. <laughs> I know, man. It was it
2: was a great game. The, but. This. Um... Auburn, Auburn this year man. was the only five seed to beat the twelve seed. Uh, other than that, the, all the other twelve seeds won. That was that was the first time this uh, I think ever that three out of the four 12 seeds ended up winning. I'm gonna and give me. myself points on that one because I believe I called that. <laughs> the um, I mean, typically the five twelve matchup is always a matchup that you watch out for. That that mm-hmm. you know, there's usually going to be an upset that happens. But I did not see three out of the four 12 seeds beating um, the five seeds. Let me um let me ask you this, Carson. Out of all the sixteen teams left, do you who do you after seeing these two after seeing each team play two games? Do you, I mean shit? We just saw Duke play UCF. Do you, after that one point win, do you think Duke's vulnerable? Well, let's talk about Duke for a second. I think oh, people are overreacting. God. about Yeah, that game. dude, everyone's overreacting
1: about this game. We all know how to stop Duke, right? Pack the middle, pack the middle. Make sure you defend in the paint. That's how you stop Duke. The question is, do you have the players that are physically capable of doing it? Because Duke, (laughs) let's be honest with ourselves, has three lottery picks on their team, arguably, right? Probably two, maybe three, maybe four. They presented a great matchup for Duke, but I mean, I don't think anything has changed with Duke. Not to say that they're going to win the national championship. You know, I called them, but there's a lot of other teams that look really good too. Michigan has been playing well, and so has Tech. I think the winner of that game this weekend can make a lot of noise moving forward in the tournament. I Obviously, think the winner of the Texas Tech Michigan game is going to end up winning the West region. Yeah, well, I mean, it all depends on Florida State. Because if Florida State beats Gonzaga, in my mind, which is possible, I think
2: Florida State presents a, a favorable matchup. Um, this is a rematch too. Last mm-hmm. year Florida State beat Gonzaga to eliminate Gonzaga in the tournament. I you know, I wanna I wanna talk about this matchup though that Duke has coming up. They're playing against this is probably the best coach they will face in the tournament up to this point, being Buzz Williams and Virginia Tech. Buzz Williams is one of the most underrated yeah, really under talked about coaches in the country. Virginia Tech, under talked about program. Yeah. yeah. Virginia Tech, they're a four-seed they got a, you know, they got a date with Duke, and I believe this is the third time they played. That's true. That is because they are ACC rivals. And I want to say that they split because um, obviously the first time they played Zion was healthy and they won, and then I believe the second time they played Zion was hurt, and he um, and Duke ended up losing that game. Now that Zion is back and the Duke has their full team, is Virginia Tech going to be able to keep this game close? I'm eager to see. Um, what game plan Buzz Williams come, Buzz Williams comes up with? Yeah, I mean, it, and it all
1: depends on Buzz Williams, right? Because we all know what Duke is going to come out there and do. We've seen them do it every single game this year. You know, Coach K is obviously. We can t- we can say all the things we always say about Duke, but like I said, it really depends on Virginia Tech and what they decide to do in that game.
2: Quick break from Zion, as I'm sure that you guys hear a lot about him on all kinds of sporting who news. Doesn't, who doesn't <laughs> hear about Zion? But um, I really, really quick, I forgot to talk about this at the beginning of the show. I really want to talk about LSU. LSU is really impressing me. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I had them losing in the second round. I, I wasn't sure how they were going to be able to handle losing their coach, Will Wade, obviously. They're playing, they playing hard, he, man. He's one of the more, you know, better, well-rounded coaches in the SEC. He's young. He's great. And unfortunately, you know, he got caught up in something, and we don't know if he'll be back, but... I really want to see, because LSU is a very talented
1: team. I was gonna say, you know what's more unfortunate than LSU losing their coach? Mm-hmm. LSU having to go play Tom Izzo.
2: Yeah, yeah, see, like you're gonna need, you need will wait. I mean, this interim coach they have, he's done, I will say I'm impressed with what he's done. He's captain to the Sweet 16. they yeah, are that that guy's an ace. And I like I I like that this is interim
1: guy that they have, even in his post-game yeah. conferences, you know. So I, I wanna talk about this LSU MSU matchup. Who do you think LSU has a chance? Depends on Cassius Winston. Oh, man. <laughs> depends entirely on Cassius Winston. If he shows up, LSU's done.
2: If he does not, eh, good luck. You know, Nia's, Nia's Reed to me, he's he's going to be the difference maker. The center for LSU, mm-hmm. he's he's That's a, a big boy. He's a he's a he's literally a stretch five. He can go out, step out beyond the arc, and pop a three pointer if he wants to. Oh Lord, he come, but he can also put your back to you and dig a shoulder into your chest and do, an, do a right-hand baby hook over you all day. So, you know, I'm impressed with LSU that they made it this far. I did not have them making it out of the second round because I just didn't know how, how far they were going to be able to get without their coach. But they still have the talent, and that's all that matters. And, I mean, it's not like Michigan State has significant more talent than LSU. More history. More like? history. Who do you like in the game? I'm picking MSU. I, I do think it's going to be Duke versus Michigan State in the East region. And I think um, Duke's going to end up winning the East region and going to the Final Four. We'll see. I got LSU in that game. You're going to pick LSU? Yeah, I do.
1: I, I like these boys. I think that they're playing hard for themselves and not their coach.
2: Oh, what about Houston? Let's talk about Ralph Sampson. They got to play Kentucky. He's, they do have to play gotta Kentucky. got to play Kentucky.
1: So everybody got to take a step back. Because John Calipari, we all know, is no joke in the month of March. Um, so... I
2: mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm that's, not going, that's so
1: tough, man.
2: Houston has impressed. They they really have impressed me. They had a dominant performance against Georgia State and a dominant performance against ooh, Ohio Georgia State. State. Ooh, ooh. They, um, well, they're, they're they're taking care of business. I like mean, they, they, yeah, they weren't nervous. Yeah, but Georgia State is not. Because you had you had Tennessee, who was a two seed, to beat Colgate by seven points. Houston was a three seed, and they took care of business against the fourteen seed. You know, they came out loose. And you know, shout out Rick Barnes too, I guess for you know having Tennessee in the sweet sixteen. We'll get I guess. We'll, we'll get to Rick Barnes here in a second. I miss him down in Austin Texas let me tell you but um Ralph Sampson is also another underrated guy of course he's kind of like Bruce Pearl he got in trouble on some allegations at his mm-hmm. at his old schools but he they like Bruce Pearl he got a fresh start at Houston and he has really turned that program around I mean there they made it to the tournament last year they made some noise they they lost a heartbreaker game last year in the tournament to Michigan. Who really disappointed you in the first round, Tan? Oh, man.
1: It was, was we, Marquette. Oh, that's it. Because we talked a lot about teams we've liked and teams, you know, what do we think is going to happen. Was, but it, it was honestly Marquette.
2: They didn't even keep it close. I understand Murray State. They got a stud He's going to be John Morant, man. more likely the second pick. Try telling you. But, um, dude, Marquette had a phenomenal season this year, and they, they yeah. did let me down. I mean, they're, they're – Boomer Bust team. It seems like every but we year, knew, but we knew it was a down year for the Big East. I mean, look at Villanova; they got squashed by Purdue. And Purdue—that was one of the teams that you didn't think was going to. Was you, you did not trust That's Purdue. True. <laughs> That's true,
1: and I didn't trust Iowa either, which ended up paying out to me later <laughs> on. But there was a point in that game in the second round where I really thought I had I had spoken falsely of Iowa, and I texted Tanner and had to apologize <laughs> for it. I let me
2: just say this. I do think, but
1: they still lost the game.
2: I do think that in the um, <clears throat> this University of Virginia Oregon game, I do think Virginia is going to win that game. But I do think that Virginia is the second most or most vulnerable one seed. I haven't decided if it's them or Gonzaga yet. I think that I think they're already the most vulnerable one seed. I mean, how,
1: how much more vulnerable do <laughs> you get from going making history last year, first one seed to lose to a sixteen, and then there was talk of them doing it again. This past game, even though
2: they bounced back and win, like, dude, that's... I I like the winner of this Purdue-Tennessee game to come out of the South. I think whoever wins this Purdue-Tennessee game can beat Virginia to make it to the Final Four. I really do. Because you've got Purdue versus Tennessee, University of Virginia versus Oregon. The winner of those two games will play each other in the Elite Eight, and then obviously the winner of that game will win the South region.
1: I'm just still not sold on how good Purdue is, though. <laughs> like, I guess I just need to watch more, or maybe I'm, I'm just not wanting to like them. Well, the thing about Purdue
2: is they're, they 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 have some size, for sure. They have some multiple seven-footers on their team. Their coach, five, like, they, you were right. Purdue is a team that has historically, recently at least, struggled in the big dance. Definitely. But they've won their first two games. they took care of business against the defending national champs. They knocked them out in the second round. Oh, but come on. <laughs> so, hey, they're still the defending national champs.
1: Yeah, defending that. Na- what? Okay, before Villanova won the national championships in 2016 and 2018, what were they synonymous with in March Madness? Choking. Choking. But they got through it, And so. we all knew that this wasn't going to be the year that they were going to go win the national championship. It was a down year for them. I'm not impressed with the Villanova one. from Purdue. Well... Maybe yeah. that's just because I'm being hard on my favorite team.
2: Like Eric Cartman said. Like I do with balls. <laughs> yeah. well, okay. Defending national champs is defending national champs.
1: Well, you're not wrong,
2: but you lose a bunch of people. Well, we should move on. We don't have time. We don't <laughs> have time to banter. And really, the last matchup that, you know, that really got me going. This is actually the matchup I'm most looking forward to because I really do think the winner of this game will end up winning the West regardless of what happens in the Gonzaga FSU game. Is Texas Tech and Michigan. Can Texas Tech get back to the Elite Eight? And is this a year that Texas Tech actually makes it to the Final Four? I hope so. You know, Chris Beard... The Big 12 needs this. Yeah, you know, they, they had a rough <laughs> showing. They had a little bit of bad luck because, obviously, Kansas State's best player got hurt. Iowa State... Man... I, I guess had a bad draw with Man, I was Ohio State. so... Dis- that busted my bracket. But, um... You know, Texas Tech is the real deal. The Big 12 steal is the real deal. I yeah. mean, don't get it twisted. They just, you know, it's all about the draw sometimes. And, you know, I, I think that this is the year that Chris Beard has an opportunity to get Texas Tech, Texas Tech, in the Final Four. But, unfortunately, he's more than likely going to have to play Duke in that Final Four matchup if he can get there. But You think Tech's going to make it to the Final Four? Yes, no. Yes. Mm, okay. I think I think Texas Tech is going to surprise a lot of people this weekend. They got a big date with Michigan, and then, like I said, they're going to play the winner of Gonzaga, Florida State. There's so many different possibilities, though. I mean, it could go this way, that way, this way, that way. But you know, I would like to see. Could it go this way or that way? <laughs> I would like to see um, the the two remaining Texas schools make as much remaining noise as possible that they have with being Houston and Texas Tech. But I picked Duke to win it just because they got a. Guy named Zion. I mean, yeah, you either have Zion or you don't have Zion. <laughs> oh.
1: There are two. There are two called called basketball: Zion and no Zion.
2: But you know, guys, we really hope you enjoyed our show. We hope you enjoyed us breaking down a couple of hypothetical situations. I and hope your
1: brackets are all still intact.
2: Yeah, I hope your brackets are still all intact too. This was going to be the year that Carson picked a perfect bracket, but he did not. We say that every year, we, <laughs> I, and I never even said this year. I uh, <laughs> put words in my mouth now. Well, all right, guys, thank you for tuning in, and we definitely hope you guys tune in next week as we discuss the Final Four and National Championship.
0: Looking to hire top talent in your community? Look no further than StarLocalJobs.com. Our platform is specifically designed to connect local employers with qualified candidates in their area. With StarLocalJobs.com, you can easily post job listings tailored to your specific needs and requirements.